Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, Bryson coming at you tonight as Tennessee travels to Starkville, Mississippi, down to the hump. Tennessee, a five and a half point favorite in this game. I was wrong about my prediction on Saturday. I said that Tennessee was going to more than cover what the spread was. Obviously, they didn't cover. Matter of fact, if you had taken the Tennessee money line, you would have lost money. Tonight, what's the over-under, Matthew? Uh, I'll find out for you. It is uh, 123.5. Don't bet on this game. Yeah, I was Don't bet on this game. Stay away away (laughs) from this game, please. I mean, that's the thing with Tennessee basketball is you never know if they're going to barely cover the spread, barely miss, or if they're going to win by 50, if the over's going to hit or the under's going to hit. You see a, a low point total usually, and it's like, okay, well, these are two really talented teams. They should be able to at least put 125 points worth of points on the board. And then you look at how Tennessee plays defense. It's like, okay, that team can't score. Maybe Tennessee can get me to that 123. You never know about that either. You never know if they're even going to get to 100 sometimes. That's how it feels right now watching Tennessee basketball. I'm going to make a bold prediction for tonight then. Um, I'm going to say that we cover the spread, not by much though. I think we went by six or seven points. And I I think the under hits. I think it'll be like a 61 to 55 type win. Maybe 62, 55, that's that's about the range I'm at. Kind of like the Ole Miss game down there in Oxford. Just very ugly uh, game to watch, but it's one that you grind out and come away with at the end and pull away. Yeah, I agree, Davis. I think uh, you're spot on with the spread and the underpick. I think it's just going to be ugly, as, we, as we'll see. And uh, I just really want to see Julian Phillips get going on the offensive end. That's one thing I really want to watch for tonight. You Man. never know. You really never know with this team. We can score 85 or we can score 57. You never know. So, I don't like David's prediction, 62-55. It's not a bad prediction. But uh, I don't know. It's just up in the air right now. If I'm a betting man, I stay away. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad idea at all considering, you know, just Tennessee basketball as it's been the past few years under Rick Barnes and ever since uh, – Ever since betting became legal in Tennessee, I've realized like how much you really do take a gamble when you bet on Tennessee. Whether that be football, whether that be basketball, you know, whatever it is, it's like you really never know. You really don't. And there's data out there, and we've seen the data, and I try to base everything I do off of that. And sometimes I always just – it seems like always when I feel like I've got this – just for sure, seven-leg parlay that I've made that it's going to hit, and it's always one leg short. Always. Yeah. Just, I mean, I would say my advice for tonight is don't overthink this. Like, Mississippi State is not a good basketball team. After they started 12-0, and they've lost five out of the last six games with their only win coming against Ole Miss at home, being a rivalry game. So, um I mean, yeah, they're pretty pathetic. I mean, it's about what you would expect from a first-year coach. I mean, their roster is not great. Um, I don't, the hop is a pretty 
I, I don't even tame atmosphere. I, I would say it's very mid atmosphere. It's very boring. Um, you know, you just get off of the interstate. You're at there's a gas station and a cotton field, and then you're at the hump. That's about it. So it's a take care of business type of night. Just go in there, handle it, bounce back from Saturday, and you know if we if we can bounce back, I think we will bounce back tonight. But uh, we talked about it yesterday. If you beat LSU on the road, I think that's when you know for sure you've bounced back because we haven't won there in seven years. So that's kind of my turning point, my measuring stick. Yeah, that's um, that's another interesting statistic to talk about. Um, something else to talk about from what's happened in sports. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers downed by Dallas. What a shame. That was the first road playoff win for Dallas since, I think, 1995. 93. 93. So I've been on this earth longer than it took. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, what was that game last night, Callan? What would you call that? Oh, that game was a snooze fest, if I've ever watched one. A snooze fest? Yes, a snooze fest. Yeah, a snooze fest, man. You just absolutely want to just go into a coma watching that game. I mainly watching the NFL in general. I, I don't know how people watch it every Sunday. Genuinely, I don't know how they do it. And Davis, your studio temperature theory is reigning true today. I just had to take my jacket off because I am burning up in this place, and I don't know why. Because it's a Tuesday, that's why. It's a Tuesday, hot and Tuesday and Thursday, cold Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's just the way she goes when you come into the White Claw Hearts Ultra Studios. Speaking of the studio, what's the setup like? Is uh, Callum back behind the board now? Yeah. Or yes, I can finally have my chair back. I feel weird. That's why I'm kind of all over the place right now, man. I'm like, I have my chair back. I don't know what to do. Yeah, see, I didn't know if you'd let him do it back the first day. It might be a little rusty. You never know. Oh, dude, no. Hosting, producing, answering the phones, and running the podcast for when we did shows over the past month, I said, uh-uh, nope. Get behind that board and do what you're supposed to do. Just do your yeah. job. Just, yeah, just do your job, man. Pretty simple. Just do your J-O-B. Yep. Push buttons. Answer the phones. That's all you got to do. Yep. Ooh. So, another interesting game tonight. I just realized Alabama at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt waxed um, Arkansas Saturday in the second half. That was uh, pretty crazy to watch. Um. Uh, they outscored Arkansas sixty-three to forty-two in the second half and won ninety-seven to eighty-four. You say sixty-three? Yeah, they scored sixty-three in the second half. Golly. Jerry Crackhouse has a uh, I don't know maybe he's figured it out. That's more than we scored in the whole game. Pretty much. Goodness. And there are now now that we have the uh, D one baseball rankings that have been released, Tennessee number two in those polls going into this baseball season. Tennessee is one of only two teams ranked in the top 15, the only in the top 10 for football, basketball, and baseball. Can you tell me the only other team that is ranked inside the top 15? LSU? No. Uh, Wait, repeat the stat again, please. Teams currently ranked in the top 15 for football, basketball, and baseball. There's one other team. There's only one. Oh, um, um, is this SEC? Nah. This is nationwide. This is all Wait, of. Is the team you talk about an SEC team? SEC. No. Okay. 
Uh, oh, it's Texas. No, no, Texas not good in football. That was my guess too, but um, top fifteen. Oh, TCU. Yep, that's it. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know they were good at baseball. Oh yeah, they're all right. But um, of course TCU. I think they still might have the worst, if not the second worst, loss in basketball this year, according to Ken Palm, when they lost to Northwestern State. Well, they definitely have the worst national championship loss ever. They're good, though, in basketball. I'm not, besides that one loss, I mean, they choked against Texas Wednesday night, but they rebounded and beat Kansas State by 14 at home. Kansas State's pretty good. They're 11th in the country. So, I mean, TCU has it rolling right now. I mean, uh, yeah, I would say TCU, Tennessee, and Arkansas probably, and Alabama. I just got to throw Bama in there, sadly. Have the best, like, all-around athletic programs in the country. I would say so. I agree with that. Is that center still there for them? But the, uh, the big giant, uh, yeah. Miles, Miles, uh, what was his Lumpkins? name? No, yeah, Mike Miles. Mike Miles is their good player. Yeah, he's ever nineteen. He absolutely went insane against Arizona last year in the tournament. Yep. <sighs> and Tennessee receiving news today that Nico Yamaliava is now the number one overall recruit, according to On3, surpassing Arch Manning, who drops to number three. Tennessee now has three players in the top 50. Nico, David Hobbs, and Nathan Leacock. Leacock was a three-star two months ago, and he is now one of the top 50 players in the nation, ahead of Carnell Tate, who was really high on our list. Yep. Beat it, chump. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you play NCAA 14 and you're doing the recruiting thing and you find bust or you find gems. Tennessee found a gem with Nathan Leacock. Yeah, it feels a lot like the Squirrel White situation. I mean, we found him when he was uh, – he wasn't even a top 1,000 player. And, and then, then all of a sudden Georgia comes calling. Georgia came calling yeah. and then I believe he got to like five – somewhere in the 500 range. But And he, we saw how what he did this year, so. It's uh, – I don't know. It's – uh. I guess it's just a good good characteristic of our uh, coaching staff that they can evaluate talent. Uh, Bryson just brought up Squirrel White. Now, same with Leacock, same exact thing, two years in a row. And, you know, we were going hand over heels to try to get this Tate kid. And then after it turns out that the guy that you uh, recruited, a little three-star, it turns out to be better than he is in the rankings. So it's pretty ironic. Turn us down and – yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe he'll come back in the portal after he doesn't play this year. But What is he at? Ohio State, correct? Yep, with yeah. uh, like three other five-star wide yeah, receivers. So. I, don't, I don't know what, what make what sense that makes. Have fun cracking that rotation. Yeah, Marvin Harrison is still there another year, so not getting that one. Well, and I think this speaks to you know, what Josh Heupel has done. And for whatever reason, someone had a – article out yesterday i'm not going to say who it was but i mean it was pretty ridiculous <laughs> if you ask me saying that tennessee fans are concerned about only using three wide receivers in the rotation and i that was the first time i'd heard that i'd never heard it yeah i mean that's the thing is like you know we hear stuff all the time i mean goodness we hear some wild outlandish takes from some people that call in and that was the first time i'd heard it and i saw that and i was like wait a minute who wrote this i'm like this is probably some just idiot that's just writing his own blog or doesn't have any affiliation with anybody. I look at it and I'm like, Wait, this, is, this is from the Knoxville News Central. This is Govall's Extra. 
And, of course, it's behind a paywall. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay 99 cents nope. to read something that I know is not true. No one has said that, man. It's just absolute clickbait. Exactly. Yep. And the thing is, it's like we trust Josh Heupel and his ability to construct an offense, to construct an offensive roster. I mean, we're in. We're about to be going into year three. We have the number one overall recruit. We have, what, probably one of our highest rated recruits ever, to be honest with you. Like He's going to be up there with Bryce Brown and all those other guys that were very highly touted coming out of high school. You got a great receiving core now, and you got more more of that coming in. You got Jacob Warren coming back. You got Ethan Davis coming in. Offensive line, it's going to do its thing. Defense, you don't have to worry about that defensive line. Rodney Garner, best in the country. The linebackers, Aaron Beasley, showing what he can do and proving that he probably deserves to be your defensive captain going into next year. And then you flip the script over to basketball. We know we can construct a roster. We know that. We know that we're probably going to have a good regular season, but we also know what we're going to get in March. And what we're getting in March is not what we want from here on out, but like we mentioned yesterday, who are you going to get? Who is there to get? But go back to uh, football. Yeah. I know you probably saw that the nation, Tennessee put this out, the nation's number one scoring offense, total offense, passing efficiency, and touchdown scores. I mean, if you're putting out an article about uh, people being – Scared of hypo using three receivers. I mean, you're just an idiot at that point. I, I think we're the only concern we have is that we have too much talent. Yeah, now we have too much. Yeah, talent. Now, that's the problem. Now <laughs> is we got yeah. too much of it. Yeah, so I mean, is, Who's, gonna... is like Dante Thornton even going to crack the rotation, or is we got who are we going to? Because I'm not benching Keaton Ramel for a damn thing. <laughs> not neither am I. No, after that diving grab against Florida, that's when he really put his name. And his face in front of the Tennessee faithful. I mean, he's the one that caught the first pass on the last drive against Bama. Yeah. And at Clemson, two clutch catches, that third yep. and eight at midfield, and then that very next play, the bomb from Milton to make it 28-14. Right, Keaton is taking huge leaps this year, and I, I just I, – like I've said this before, but I don't see Dante Thornton going in there and taking his job from him. Unless you just have three big wide receivers, Bruce McCoy, Dante, and Ramel. Then you bench for white, which you're not going to do. Yeah, because you need, you have to have a deep threat at that point. You got to have somebody just bone somebody like Hyatt did. So well, and one of the conversations that we were going to have eventually was supposed to be, well, where does Walker Merrill fit into this rotation because he's shown promise as well, and now we don't have to worry about that because he saw the writing on the wall. Yep. So he got on out of here, but you got all this talent coming in. What are we going to do with it? Do you go four wide? <laughs> do you have four wide receivers and a tight end? Hopefully we uh, – I mean, I trust Hypo to figure out how to utilize it, so. I mean, the thing is, if you do that, it's like, oh, well, you're taking away someone that's going to block. It's like, okay, well, guess what? Nico, he can move. Joe and can when move. He mo- Joe can move. Joe can move. Yep. Yep. So now it's – is this what it's like to be Alabama, Ohio State? It's like, wow, we got all this talent. What are we going to do with all of it? It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite there yet, buddy. Hopefully. Uh, oh, we're, we're getting there, buddy. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting that there. That remains to be seen. I'll, I'll hold out by saying that is this how it feels to be Alabama when we get a national <laughs> championship. But uh, I would say talent level. I mean, we're not like Alabama where we just throw in five-star after five-star on backups. 
Second Street's just all backups, the five stores, but it feels like it. Well, I mean, we're also not in an area where you can stand outside your office if you're a head coach, throw a rock, and hit a five-star. No, but you're in the best location geographically in the SEC. You're, what, three hours from Charlotte, two two hours from Nashville. Um, two and a half, three from two and a half, Two and a half from Atlanta. Yep. Four from Cincinnati. Uh, not even Cincinnati, that. Cincinnati, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Memphis also. You got in-state there. But, I mean, it's it's a great spot to be in. I think I think Heupel, uh I don't know. I think I would like us to see recruit more in-state talent. We've done a good job of that. It was It's hard to blame Heupel, like with the Ty Simpson situation. You can't put any blame on him for that. No. But – uh, I mean, it, it's a huge deal when you can go into California and get the number one player in the country to come play for you. We, who was the linebacker that we got in state? Was it Alien Carter, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. From Memphis, Maine. Nice. Which high school did he go to? By Moz or something. <laughs> I have no idea. Mace or Moz. <laughs> yeah, one of them. I'll look it up. Oh, man. We're going to talk some betting when we return. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, it is time to make our picks. Who is going to score 20-plus tonight in the NBA? We got, a, as Matthew calls, a very mid-slate tonight. Snooze fest. I wouldn't call me snooze fest games. Snooze. I mean, the Trailblazers and Nuggets is always a good game. That's going to be a good one. All righty. And who won yesterday, Davis? Got the laptop on? Mm-hmm. Davis? I'm here. We didn't do any uh, games yesterday because MLK, all the games were done by the time you made picks. Oh, yeah, that is right. That was my bad. <laughs> that was my first L of the year. Yep. Let's yeah. start you out. You got to take it and run with it. All righty. We'll just go ahead and give the pick to y'all. It's going to be Davis and Matthew versus Jake and Bryson. Y'all get first pick. What you got tonight? Giannis, 20-plus. He's questionable. <laughs> Don't care. He's playing. You should know. Casual. He's averaging 14 and a half his last five, though. Don't care. All righty. Well, it says, it says his status is out, but okay. All right. Guess what? Our first pick, we're going to go Pascal Siakam, 20-plus. Uh. Give me Damian Lillard, 20-plus, if he's playing. I don't know if he's playing. He, I think he is. He's yeah, averaging like 38 his last five. Yeah, give me Damian Lillard. MB, 20-plus. Who was Callen's pick again? Damian Lillard. I mean, gosh, you write some of these down. Uh, since Giannis is out, I'm, I make two picks now. Um, Let's see. Uh, KD, 20-plus. Oh, he's out. God, everybody's out. Um, Kyrie, 20-plus. And Simon's playing. Uh, yes. 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 Simon's. All right. All right. We are going to go with – let's go back to Milwaukee and Toronto. Drew Holiday, 20-plus. I need somebody to score the ball, so. I mean, he's going to be the one to do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the Nets-Spose game, and I'll go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Give me Kelvin Johnson 20-plus. 
averaging 20.3 in his last five. Bryson, who we got? This one's an odds booster, and I feel really good about it. Seth Curry, 20-plus. Interesting. Very. Playing the worst three-point shooting team defensively in the league. Okay, one more for me. Let's see. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Uh, man, 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 man. This one's tough. I want to go. I want to go a little odds breaker one. Uh, this isn't really a stretch, but just give me Maxi twenty plus. Uh, Tyrese. Yep. righty. I'm gonna go. Let's go over to the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon. I like that. Because Jokic is averaging twenty in his last five. Aaron Gordon's averaging fifteen. In his last five. Feeling pretty confident about that. Isn't Jokic hurt also? He is listed as active right now. Yeah, he's active right now. Jamal Murray's day-to-day. Probable. Bones is questionable. Yeah. Yeah, this is a tough one to choose from. But, yeah, some of these picks are good. I I didn't expect Gordon of Aaron, but, yeah. Was that five five for five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's five and five, man. Hey, man, I was thinking a sleeper pick of Norman Powell. I almost did that. <laughs> I almost did that. Hey, Norman Powell is a great player. He's a great player. As Sadiq Bay had like 20 even the other night, and then he had like 28 the next night. So don't yeah. sleep on Sadiq Bay. And hey, don't sleep on my guy, Kuzma, either. He's talking to you, Connor, if you're listening. My guy, Kuzma. <laughs> Some other interesting. Uh, Stats to throw out there. If you're looking for three-pointers made, Drew Holiday in his last five is averaging three. So is Brooke Lopez. Those, mm, those might be plays tonight. Fred Van Vliet, 2.6 over the last five. Gary Trent Jr., 2.4. Anything that anybody wants to know about any prop bets, let me know now. Gary Trent, you are a grizzly. Hey, man, get Jordan Clarkson to Memphis. Not going to happen. Too soft. Yep. I don't know, man. Um, what's Jakobertl on rebounds right now? Jakobertl. Let's see here. Rebounds. He is averaging nine in his last five. Okay. Kid seven uh, last night. Always a solid guy to go around. I'll tell you, I wanted to take a flyer on uh, Nick Claxton, 10 plus tonight. He's averaging 9.6 in his last five. Well, here you go for the Nuggets game. Michael nice. Malone has just entered yep. health and safety protocols. Who has? Uh, Mike Malone oh. for the Nuggets. Yep. Head coach David Head Alderman. Coach. David Alderman will, uh, or Edelman will play, will coach tonight for, uh, against Portland. Didn't realize we were still taking COVID seriously. Um, I hate to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I, I'm sick it's and absolutely. tired of it, man. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. Just let them coach the game. I mean, what was it? That, who was the other player that went into health and safety protocols for a non-COVID-related illness? I think Jokic or LeBron did it like two weeks ago. I mean, hey, man, just let them play the game, man. Just let them play the game. Who cares? Bad news, guys. What? Vescovi out. 
tonight. Whoa. After re-injuring his left shoulder on Saturday against Kentucky. Well, that sick. makes sense because yep. he was awful. He could not shoot the ball after he went down. Yep. Well, well so that uh, that means him, Zakai, and Josiah all battling injuries. That means that I guess Josiah will have to start tonight. Yeah, will be key. If he wants to keep putting Ziegler off the bench. Got some other bad news. Uh, Arkansas's live mascot has died at the age of four. How many is that for human years? That's for human years. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just I don't know. And I mean hogs. I don't know how many years that is in hogs. And then cares. Okay, Bryson, I'm giving you an assignment. <laughs> I need you to look up the equivalent of four human years to hog years. Whoa. Speaking of hogs and stuff you throw on the smoker. This is probably not a good segue, talking about a hog that has just died going to a Boston butt. But, see what I did there? Um, my friend last night, we're playing Call of Duty. And he's sitting here, he's trying to figure out what he's going to eat for tonight, for dinner. Where he's going to take his wife and his son. And he's like, well, you know, I really don't want barbecue. Because barbecue is just not that good this time of year. I'm like, what? He's like, Barbecue tastes different in the winter than it does in the summer. I said, what in the hell are you talking about? And he's like, it just tastes different because of the temperature outside. I'm like, what does that have to do with the internal temperature of the Boston butt? He thought that the outside temperature had something to do with the internal temperature of what you're cooking it in and the internal temperature of the meat. Sometimes you just deal with... People like that. This is also the same guy that fell out of the X-Fill chopper on DMZ as the radiation was closing in. Lovely. You got that for us, All on the same night. Yeah. You got the equivalent for hog years. So the first pig year is equal to 18 human years. Gotcha. Each subsequent pig year is equal to four years. So don't quote my math on this, but I believe the pig was 72. Well, you, said, you, said the first year is, you said the first year is equal to 18 team, human years. And each subsequent year is equal to what? Four human years. So wouldn't it just be 30? Yeah, wouldn't it just be 30 years old? I don't know. Yeah, You, you said did, 18 for one? Yeah, you did 18 times four. Yeah, the first year is 18. The first year is 18. And the next year is a four? Yeah. Yes, yes. man, 18 plus 12 equals 30. <laughs> so he's 30. Yeah, okay, a little bit off on the math. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't crucify you for that. <laughs> and then school's not in session until Monday. I just went full lizard brain. Trying to decipher what was just said. So you automatically get a head start, but then you slow down. Yeah, exponential growth with exponential decline. So what would that make me in hog years? How old are you now? How old am I? What are you, 27? Yeah, about to be 28 in a month. Uh, You would be 18 times 26 plus 4, or times 4, you would be 122. Damn, I'm old. Yep, well, you're about to be 126 in hog years, so. It's the hog years we're talking about. So that just uh, makes no sense whatsoever as to how that's calculated. Now, dog years are pretty understandable. Seven? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know what the hell we're talking about right now. Well, he mentioned that Vescovy's out, and I got some news that Arkansas's live mascot died. Well, uh, um, hold on, I'm segueing us. Give me a second. What are you trying to do, Davis? Not really anything. Just uh, we brought up Drew Pember yesterday. You want to take a guess at how much he's averaging right now? Don't even tell me because I'm going to get mad. Probably 21, 11. Close. He's averaging 19 and 10 on 44 percent from the field and 35 percent from three. And what, you got any other stats for me, Davis, what, that's going to make me mad? What did you say? Victor, Victor Bailey was averaging yesterday? Victor Bailey <laughs> is averaging 11 points on 50% from three. I need a fill call right now. We could use those guys right now. I could use a fill call right now. Goodness. So you mean to tell me that the Barnes rejects are playing better basketball than the current Barnes players? That is correct. What's the starting five for the Barnes rejects? Drew Pembers, your center. DJ, DJ Burns, Burns, Powell yeah. Ford. Yeah. Yep. Victor Bailey at the three. Shooting guard. Yep. Uh, Justin Powell, small forward. Who's your point Soon guard? to be BJ Edwards point guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you got a good center in reserve. Tomba. Yeah, you got Tomba, yeah. yeah I mean – I would, I, would, I, would, I would say the rejects won by seven. Seven? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, I mean, you got to at least think, you know, even the mighty Josiah Jordan James, the All-American. Drew Pember and his new hair and new beard is going to dunk all over Euros. Oh, I, I'm not saying big man. I know DJ Bones and Drew Pember will work Olivier and Euros. What are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Didn't Drew go for, like, Sometimes, 55 like, or something in a game last year? He had, like uh, – I thought he had, like, six – did he drop a 60 ball or am I thinking – I think you might be right. Yeah, he, he he had some high number up there. It was insane. Um, I mean, I, I don't know who it went, but, like, sometimes just getting out of here – I dare a change of scenery, man. Like, these players, they all can hoop, obviously, but – Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. from SEC – to like whatever uh, UNC Asheville's league, like it's just like kids. It's like kids. It's like child's play, man. But I mean, they're playing what the Big Sky or the Big South, whatever it's called, something like that. So the thing with that is, I mean, they're basically they know they're going to be an All Star when they go there. Yeah. And uh, wait, where did uh, where did Corey Walker end up at? Nebraska. Uh, okay. I thought he went to USF. Did he go transfer twice? He might have, because I know he went to Nebraska at one point. Did he not? Uh, no, you're you're thinking of no Corey Walker's a South Florida. You're thinking of uh, who's that guy? Always who hung around, always hung around oh, with that. Derek Walker. Derek Walker. Derek Walker. Derek Walker's who I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Walker's at South Florida, averaging a whopping 1.8 points and three rebounds. Good. He'll be sitting over on the bench with Tomba. Uh, is that what Tomba's at too? Tomba's averaging like two or three. Yeah, I, I need to know where Tomba went. I used to be transferred. Weber State. Ah, next game. Yeah, next game. <laughs> oh man. Hey, guess what? Derek Walker's averaging this year, Jake. What? what? Probably fifteen. Fourteen and eight on sixty <laughs> percent from the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It it just amazes me. And Phil's reaction to hearing the Justin Powell stat 
that's going to forever live in my head. You just put up 20 against number three Purdue. Or 19. Of course. Of course. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable, man. (laughs) It's shocking. You just can't make this up. No. I I really want to know what's going on. Like, that's what's so infuriating. That's what's so aggravating. I just want to know what is going on. I mean, it's – I mean – I got to pull up DJ Burns' Winthrop stats. Those were incredible also. Was he not not conference player of the year last year? Yes, he was. Yeah, Yeah, and now he's at NC State. Looks like he put on a few pounds. He's uh, still averaging 10-5, which is better than Euros. Yep. What did he average at Winthrop? What did he have? 15 and 10. 5. Oh, 15 and 5. Oh, well, still. He's like, he's not too big. He's not big enough to be a center. He's like a stretch. He's like a stretch four. He's 6'9, 275. This is just very, very depressing to hear. It's not even depressing. It's maddening, is what it is. It's very, it's angry. a, uh, it's like, uh, are we, verge, are we getting on the verge of the Bush Jones talks? Like, we had all these guys, and they go on and just be incredible elsewhere. Yes, yes, that's exactly what we're on the verge of. I mean, Jacob Johnson, who was like, like didn't even touch the field for Bush. I'm pretty sure he sold a fullback for the Patriots to this day. Remember, no, the worst one is Khalil McKenzie. He should have been an offensive lineman the entire time. Bush insisted on playing him at defensive tackle. Goes to the NFL. Where's he at? I like Preston Williams transferring to Colorado State and having 14 touchdowns and 1,300 yards. God, <laughs> a good one too. Um, oh, man. Who else? Who else really popped off? Uh, Riley Ferguson. Riley Ferguson. Nathan Peterman. Peterman. You had. I don't that's the thing. Said, Peterman is garbage. Okay, but still, <laughs> he was a good college quarterback. He was. A manageable college quarterback, I'll say that. But you got to think about that for a second. He had Josh Dobbs, Riley Ferguson, and Nathan Peterman all on the same roster, and he started Justin Worley. Is, is Nathan Peterman the guy that can throw, like, a spike for the rest of his career and still not have, like, a positive QBR? Yes. Yeah, sense. he's the guy uh, that beat Clemson somehow. Fake stats, <laughs> fake game. Didn't happen. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. We're going to take our final time out of the hour. Keevon Bennett at Arkansas State. (laughs) Jason wants to know about big ticket gains, Davis. Oh, Devontae, that's a good one. I think he's popping off, too. Hold on. Let me pull the stats before we get a break real quick. God. He started a couple games this year. I think he did. He's he's averaging – last year he averaged 10 and 8. This year he he's averaging seven and six. Uh, okay. Great. Well, we could have used that. Last year, yep. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Final segment hour number one. It's Jake Miller. It's Davis. It's Matthew. It's Bryson. It's Fan Run Radio. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Anybody know what I'm getting tonight? Oh, pizza. Exactly right. (laughs) Jets pizza in Farragut. Right there, get you a nice cold beer. Love me some cold beer. Hey, man, uh, did anyone see that video of uh, 
that Colorado, that meeting in the Colorado where they were like, this guy was literally screaming orders at him like it was a like he was an army sergeant. Like it was so cringe. That's got to be the corniest program in the country. I, I don't really want to go off on a tangent right now, but that makes me so mad watching all these videos coming out of there. It's like, bro. First of all, Dion, the very first meeting, there's no phones, no cameras, nothing. And then meanwhile, he has a whole ass reality show going on. He has 50 cameras in there, telling them not to wear hats. Yet he was wearing. He was wearing a hat. A hat. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? He doing? wore a hat at his opening press conference. I mean, this is. I mean, this this team is. I, I don't even. I hope they fail. About. I hope they lose every game. <laughs> yeah. After all this and the whole like everyone going and the fact that. Fox Sports has Shador Sanderson's as Sanders as their like number one Heisman prospect. Shador, stop. Yes, yes. Shador. Yeah, Shador as their number one Heisman prospect. Yeah, Heisman guy. What's he done at the FBS level? Uh, hey he- man, I'm taking Gaston Moore over Shador Sanders. Like, what has he done at the FBS level to warrant that? Uh, it's just all the hype, man. They think they they think Colorado is, uh, I guess, the new Alabama now. I can't wait for TCU to wax them game one. What do you? What do you, I think they'll go three and nine. I want a couple. He had pretty good stats at the. He had thirty-seven hundred yards, four touchdowns, and six picks. But this is a new ball game now. I mean, that's I, the thing. Like, you're, you're playing Pac-12 football. You're playing big-time college football. I don't know. You probably have a game against USC since those people cannot tackle. My grandmother. What? My grandmother could go for a ninety-yard touchdown run against them. Okay, at TCU, loss. Nebraska, toss, probably a loss, though. Colorado State, toss up. At Arizona State, they should win that. Arizona, I don't know. Oregon State should lose now that DJ Ukulele is there. Stanford, toss up. USC, loss. Oregon, loss. UCLA, loss. Utah, loss. Washington State, toss up. So we have our starting five for tonight, man. Mm. Zakai Ziegler. Josiah Jordan-James, Julian Phillips, Olivier Kamwa, and Uros. Tyreek Key come out the bench? Guess so. I guess so. Oh, okay, well. Um, I guess the last speak- game Zakai started was Colorado, and he was awful. Speaking of Colorado, JT Shroud intends to leave Colorado and enter the portal, according to Pete Thamel, yeah, tweeted he, an hour ago. He probably got told – to leave. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, like, he probably got to get shirted. Yep. Well, he should come back because we need a third quarterback on the roster. Well, and the thing with him is coming out of high school, JT Shrout was one that NFL scouts were raving about because they're like, he has the best NFL arm. He has the best NFL arm. I swear, he does. He just has it. But then you look at his stats and he threw for as many interceptions as he did touchdowns his senior year. I don't know, man. Coming out of high school, this is not in college. This is yeah. coming out of high school. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't play much last year. He had a knee injury that pretty much sidelined him for the whole season. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, he was the starter for that most of the year last year. And yeah, I thought it, he got hurt a, pretty early on. Nah, you're thinking of the other guy. He, uh, let Maybe me pull I'm, thinking of the year, I'm thinking of the year before that, my bad. Yeah, he didn't play at all the year before last, 2021. Um... J.T. Shrout, J.T. Shrout. This Yahoo Sports app is terrible. J.T. Shrout stats. He, uh, this past year he had threw for 
1,220 yards, seven touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Uh, with a QBR of 23.2. Not great, but, I mean, he, he would be your third string, so. I mean, that's the thing. I, is he's, he would be behind Nico. He would basically be coming to Tennessee to get his degree, essentially. Again. Yes, again. <laughs> and, I mean, he's already familiar with the place. His girlfriend's not far at Alabama. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't come back. Watching Ole Miss and South Carolina right now. This is what is it, Matthew? This is a snooze fest of a game. <laughs> These teams are awful. Both are eight and nine. Matthew Morell. Kermit has given up. I mean, you blame him, man. Kermit, just go back to the borough, man. Yeah, Kermit, just, and just you're, you're still well loved in Murfreesboro, man. You're still well loved. You can still go back. Just keep my tab open. <laughs> <laughs> down at the Boulevard Bar and Grill. Please. Please. Just come on back to Murfreesboro. I mean, how many fans do we think are in this at this game? 1,000 maybe? 1,000? That's it. Oh, you talking about at the South Carolina game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but you can buy one of them seats up at the top. Move right down by center court. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know, man. It may be less than 1,000. And Matthew has a popcorn in that arena right now. Stale, probably. <laughs> what about the hot dogs? Cold. Hard bun. Hard bun. What about the pretzels? Hard. No salt. <laughs> what about no. the soda? The soda flat? Oh, the soda's flat. Oh, man. The beer's flat, Bryson. Oh. What about the nachos, Jake? Oh, cheese is cold, and they can't afford jalapenos, so they're putting pickles on them. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. <laughs> nice. Oh man. Nice Brady Manic wannabe on this team. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, first day back in studio just throwing strays. Oh gosh. Interesting I, that Tyree Key's going to the bench. I kinda like it though. You gotta shake it up a little bit because that hasn't been working in the starting lineup. No, and I mean the thing is it was great for the first few games, and then here we are. Didn't he, didn't he have, like, 28 against Gonzaga in that scrimmage? Oh, it was something yeah, ridiculous, it was man. Ridiculous. It was like 30 or something. It just oh, popped nah. off. Maybe he's injured, too. We just don't know. That don't might know, be man. it. I mean. That would explain a lot. Well, let me ask you this. Do you burn Freddie's red shirt tonight? Yes. Who's? Sorry. Who'd you say? Freddie DeLone. He's not. He should, but he won't. I mean, you got to shake I mean, it up a little bit. You got to do something outside the box. I mean, like, if you're down, like, 10 to 12 points and it's just, like, lethargic and it's, like, the most boring game ever, like, it would not hurt anything. Just throw him in there and see what happens. Same thing with BJ. Yeah, throw him and BJ in at the same time. Please throw BJ in at one point, please. I mean, give him more minutes than what you're giving him. I mean, you look at the South Carolina game, that was awful. That was terrible. You're up by 30, and you're still not putting him in the ball game. Yeah, you were 41. I texted you about yeah. it. I texted you. I said, why is he not in the ball game? But for, he's not going to lose a 41-point lead by himself. No. And, I mean, the thing is, you know, how many minutes did he end up getting that game? Like two? I think he got two he, minutes he, that game. He has 26 all year. Maybe if you round up, he got two minutes. I mean, that's the thing is if you round it up and – all we hear. 
is the same thing over and over and over again. I keep telling you all the same thing over and over and over. Well, he's just not ready. What a, what better way to get him ready? We're up by 30. Go get you some minutes. I mean, Go show me what you can do. I mean, if you want to get him ready, why don't you play him against these like cupcake teams we play, like what Tennessee Tech and whoever the hell we play it else. Wofford and SC Upstate and yeah, like get him some Lenore Ryan. Yeah, get him some of this in those games where, I mean, you know the people like Zakai and Tyreek Key and them are going to play at a higher level when it comes to conference play, but get, like, get BJ Edwards Why in are you there. playing your main guys 30-plus minutes in those cupcake games? You shouldn't be. You're only setting yourself up for disaster. You're setting yourself up for somebody to get hurt. That's what exactly. you're doing when you keep playing your guys, your starting five, when you're up by 30 with 10 minutes left. Those guys need to sit. And those cupcake games, your lineup needs to be Awaka, BJ Edwards, Dillion, um, hmm, who else? Oh, Meshack. Yeah, Meshack. And yeah. who's the center? Adu, I guess. Yeah, Adu. I want to know what I just watched. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I was thing. the same thing. Uh, that was just awful basketball I just watched being played. That'll be on the not top ten. Huh, is and Davion Collins still on this team? No, man. Dude is not still on this team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. This is just – this is bad. This is just bad basketball. I've not seen wannabe Brady Manic touch the ball once. <laughs> oh, they tried to throw them to him immediately. Somebody more athletic than got the ball from him, so. And Brady Manic is there – is just sitting there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. This guy just got wiped out. You know what? This is a good oh. opportunity <laughs> to take us to break at the top of the hour. Go ahead and Ooh, hit the music, pass. Matthew. That is going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.